Welcome, and um, I'm Jenny, and I'm a therapist from Solace down in Arizona. Solace Emotional, I guess that's the full name, uh, in Arizona, and uh, this is Dr. Skinner. He is the director of Outer Recovery and Bloom, and uh, we're here talking and kind of dissecting and learning and exploring more things about betrayal trauma, intimate deception, um, sexual deception, those kinds of things in our relationships and how they impact us. And we've got a topic today that I'm very interested in. And so before we begin, I want to put it out there. As always, we want to hear your feedback. But this one um, has struck a chord for many of the people that I work with, and I know it'll probably strike a chord for you too. So I want to put it out there. If you've got thoughts, questions, ideas, um, it hits you in a certain way, send us a message. It's hello at bloomforwomen.com. This topic is about body shaming, and it's particularly about body shame and body shaming in our relationships. And whether you're in a, a partnership relationship or not, or it's from family, I want to talk about how body shaming in our relationship impacts our healing from trauma. And this is, like I said, I know it's a sensitive subject. I know a lot of us out there have experienced some form of this. And, um, you know, whether it's I have felt, you know, I've carried with me my whole life shame about my body and messages about my body. Or the other part is too, I see a lot of women, they're like, I'm healthy, I feel good about myself. And the moment um, the deception is discovered in my relationship, I suddenly have lost my confidence. Suddenly, all women become a trigger to me, and I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. What are your initial thoughts when I bring that question to the table? Yeah, let's go off the last part that you were talking about. And I think it begins to be a comparison, mm -hmm. right? Right. I, I can't compete. You know, I'm the mother of three children and I can't compete with with what my spouse is looking at or viewing or, or whatever it may be. And, and so we're trying to compare, trying to compare ourselves to to unrealistic images and images and pictures or, or even live people who are, um, quite frankly, uh, you know, wearing revealing clothes or whatever it may be. I, that's not me. And, I'm, you know, I can't I can't compete with that because I'm not going to but it makes me feel less than like I'm not enough or I'm not going to be good enough or that's what you want and not me. I think that phrase you just said, I mean, tell me if this is your experience, but my experience working with people that have been betrayed, uh, that is the phrase I hear in every, mm. from every client or every person I've worked with. I am not enough. Yeah. So we look at ourselves, right? And we think, whatever parts of our bodies didn't match up or measure up or whatever actions or behaviors or whatever it might be, they don't add up. They're not good enough for my partner. Right. And, and, and unfortunately, if that continues on, then it starts to influence how you eat, what you eat, um, and, and can be very triggering when you know, I, I'm not losing weight. I'm not the perfect image or the, what I used to be. And, it, and then it can have a, no pun intended, it can be, have a weighing upon their minds. Yeah, and, heaviness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the consequence mm -hmm. then is I start to ruminate and I start to think more about it. And I, and I really, at that point, become so hyper-focused that I start to eat unhealthy or I don't eat at all because I am trying to compete or I've seen it go the other way, and it's this rebellious, screw you attitude, and I'm going to binge and I'm going to purge, 
and I'm going to eat and eat and eat and eat to say, screw you, because I don't want you to touch me. Mm-hmm. And in so many ways, I, this is so fracturing because the bo- our bodies, which are our greatest gifts for knowing the truth of things, mm-hmm. become the enemy. Mm-hmm. So suddenly, you know, that person is trying to put themselves into a box or a container of what they think. There's also another component to this where it's a belief I could control what my partner did by looking or being a certain way. Yeah, and and that's when you start to get individuals who start to have body image changes. Maybe it's a breast implant. Maybe it's Botox. I, I mean, there's some physiological change that if I do this, then I will. And so I'm actually trying to compete with the, what I would call the uncompetable. Right. And so I'm, I'm changing my body, trying to get that acceptance. And unfortunately it's not about body acceptance. It's literally about what your spouse has become involved in, or in some cases addicted to, and it has very little to do with the, um, how you look it actually has a lot to do with the addictive chemicals that are present in pornography and sexually acting out it's so difficult because um right if we kind of reframe that a little bit and we say you know if you were different would your partner not have acted out if you were say so and so said sexy whoever you know fantasy person would your partner have acted out and when i ask this question people are like yeah he still would have she mm-hmm. still would have. It's and, not about. That, go ahead. Not about that. No, yeah. I was just I was just going to kind of validate that too because I mean, you know, even in my own experience, you know, when I discovered stuff in my own marriage, that's exactly where I went. Whoa, what's wrong with me? Well, I am part of a committee called the LTC. You might not know what that is, but it's like you know, I thought about too. I thought, well, I need to change my body. I need to change what part of my body needs to be bigger and better. And, you know, I consider those things also. Um, and, you, and there's nothing wrong with um, wanting to change, you know, I think if, if women choose Botox or breast jobs or, you know, if women choose to do that for them, that's a completely different experience mm. than what I'm explaining. You know, it's like, um, I felt like I needed to maybe get that boob job so that I could keep my marriage together so that I could stop him from acting out so that I could maintain the life that I thought I had. Yeah. No, that's, and that's a really great distinction. I, I, I agree. If a, a female wants to do something to feel more just better about themselves, that's a very different thing than this will please my spouse or this will, right. This, this will make fix things. Um, body image changes rarely fix emotional problems. Yeah. And, and, and so let's just go back to one concept you talked about, you know, um, it, it, would your spouse act out if, if, if you were better or better looking or whatever. And, and I think that most people would say that Christy Brinkley's probably attractive lady. Did you know that um, her husband um, actually put $10,000 worth of pornography on a, credit card that he had gotten for his child, their child, and, and um, had spent over $10,000 on pornography. Oh gonna my pr- gosh, I had no idea. <laughs> probably not going to say that Christy Brinkley was not attractive enough. Just, right, just, not, a, not, a, just, not a beautiful enough woman. Just, just saying. 
And, 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 and so, 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 so when I read about that, I'm like, this is a perfect example of a concept that we try to get across. Now, I understand that, that most of my female clients, they feel inadequate. They feel like they're not enough. And it's the internalized, there's something wrong with me. And, and that belief is almost always present. My response is, you're always enough. Now, if you want to do something for you, if you feel like you need to lose weight, or if you feel like you need to become healthier in whatever way, then that you're doing that for your, your self-confidence, not to please another person. The moment you try to lose weight because you want to please somebody, then you put so much pressure on yourself that it can overwhelm you and you can feel like I've got to be careful here. They're not going to like me here. In reality, it's about your being healthy. If you want to be healthy, you want to eat those foods, you want to look the best you can, do that for your well-being and let your spouse do their thing of healing and recovery because the longer you try to please them, to placate them, what eventually happens is you realize it doesn't matter how much I do, it's not enough. Yeah. That's, that's because addiction is addiction is addiction. And it's not about whether you are beautiful, attractive, or whatever. Um, because the moment we shift that, we begin to realize, you know what? I am enough. I am lovable. And that's a significant shift away from focusing so much on my body. It's such a significant shift. And this is really a, a difficult but common place that we can really sometimes get stuck, but work a lot to get through is that feeling of, I didn't cause this. I didn't create this. There's nothing I could have done to stop it. And mm -hmm. that does include, you know, my body in its form, whatever that might be. And hold and being able to hold on to that and to grasp that concept and to friend your body become mm. awake again to your body to become awake to the compass that's inside of you and to become aware of that because i will bet when um a woman feels shamed like that or even a man because i'll say even my male clients that have experienced betrayal ask the same question mm -hmm. am i enough yeah. <laughs> You know, it's, it, it's, it's big for most women because that's a real big thing for us. But even, even men um, struggle correct. with that thought. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't earn enough money or sorry, the French, but my penis isn't big enough. Uh, obviously, right. I, I'm, I can't please, you know, my, my spouse. I can't please and, her. Right. Yeah. What's which wrong with the, me? What did I do which wrong? Is the other version of, my, you know, my breasts aren't big enough or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. and, and I've heard that from mm -hmm. male clients and it's a, it's a common enough response that it's like, Something about sexual betrayal triggers this concept of I'm not enough. And if I'm not enough, maybe it's my body. Maybe, or maybe I didn't have enough sex with them. Well, I'd like to even point out like what you're asking there. You know, what is it? Um, you talked earlier uh, before we got on the video here, the call was um, the culture that, we, that we're mm -hmm. in. So it's woven into everything. You know, right. this culture that women's value is their body, the shape of it, the way it's able to move or do or whatever. And so we live in that culture and it becomes normalized. It becomes normalized in your family, in your speech, in the way that everything is. And so you're getting these messages all the time that you must be X, Y, and Z to be important, valuable, yeah. and loved. And when you slow that down and you say to a client, 
and you know, sometimes we'll sit there and we'll slow it down. We'll say just a little mantra that I am easy to love. Mm-hmm. I am easy to love. I am easy to love. Then notice what goes on in your body when that, those words come into you. Mm. And sometimes I think it kind of rattles around like it's some kind of foreign truth. You know, you're like, part of you is like, I know that's true, but there's another part that feels really foreign. And that's the war inside of us when we experience this kind of trauma. You know, and what's interesting um, is to observe people who are comfortable in their body. And, and how, do you, how do you get to that place where I, I'm, I am enough? I am lovable. I am good as I am. I am enough. Especially when you felt rejection or experienced lots of rejection. And, and, and to observe individuals there, they, that, that conclusion, this isn't about me. My spouse may have gaslit me, blamed me, said I should be this way. And I, again, I want to address that for a second. Sometimes in our lives, we begin to have these body image issues because that's the culture in which we've grown up. And maybe parents, uh, I don't know how many clients have told me that something their mom or their dad said to them about, you know, oh, if you eat that, you're going to gain a little more weight and people won't be interested. And, 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 and this underlying culture that so many of my clients have observed and dealt with that um, they begin to question, oh, 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 maybe I shouldn't have eaten this, or maybe I'm, right? And so they begin to have eating issues because the, the environment or the climate in which they grew up, or, or maybe it was a boyfriend or a girlfriend growing up, you know, somebody who is critical or demeaning. And again, our culture, uh, TV shows, um, movies, right? Rarely do, we, rarely do we see people who are, know what we might call overweight or whatever as primary stars of shows it has to be this this slim trim whatever hot person both male and female to to fill a role and when we don't do that it's it's like a little surprising like whoa and our culture pushes this image and this appearance which is damaging to, to girls boys men women and it prevents us from recognizing what is the healthy me and I think that that's really the underlying question that I have for many of my clients is like, what does a healthy you do? What is he or she doing? Uh, eating, sleeping, exercise. What feels good to you? Yeah. Learning more about yourself, your genuine self, instead of trying to meet and put yourself in some box. You know, it's just, um, you know, you talk about the culture. And I'm thankful because I also see culture changing. Mm-hmm. I also see, um, you know, people of all walks and demographics really coming to the front. And, and that is a, a beautiful thing because then you can, you can see, you can experience the diversity that there is among people. And, and that, you know, I have to say, I've really noticed that in the last few years, and that is a good thing. And I, I want to hope we've moved forward with that. I hope so. I hope we would communicate um, the value of each of us is infinite no matter what. It's when we yeah. lose that sense of identity, that sense of who we are, 
and we forget that true worth and true value is that's when we have more emotional problems because we forget our true self. Yeah, that's true. You know, and just kind of recapping or thinking about this topic that we're just dipping our toes into right now is basically, you know, lots of people struggle with their self worth body image prior to a betrayal. It's hard enough, right? Mm-hmm. And then a betrayal comes to light, and it is very, very fracturing to many pieces of our self, but that self as well is just shattered. That part of self is shattered. That feeling of I am enough, right? I now live in a world where I was actually rejected, and that is really hard to find balance and come to terms with and find healing with. Mm-hmm. Someday we're going to have to talk about the concept of rejection. Let's do that. Um, and, and, and let me just give a preface to that, uh, maybe, um, so to speak, uh, the primer of this. When an individual rejects us, our most natural response is to internalize it. What is wrong with me? I always wonder why we don't actually ask the other question. What's wrong with them? that they would not choose me. Why do we not ask that question? We naturally say it must be me. But why wouldn't we ask the other question? I wonder what's wrong with them that they would not choose me. Why do we not do that? I've got some ideas. I bet mm. you do too. <laughs> yes. So anyway, I'd like to talk to about, about that in an upcoming uh, podcast. Well, maybe let's pull that out next week. Sounds good. All right. Well, we thank you all for being here with us. Take care, everybody.